Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Oh, Trent Condon. Score. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a Thursday. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon and Ken Miller for the next two hours talking sports with you. Thanks for uh, giving us some of your time uh, during the next couple of hours. BMW Des Moines guest list shapes up like this in his normal spot during football season. Stephen Sipple from On3 Media over in uh, Lincoln covers Nebraska. We'll talk about those Huskers as they get set to, uh, well, their big favorite, Louisiana, the opponent this week. Uh, what I think it's three touchdowns or thereabouts as they try to get their second win of the year, uh, marching toward that potential postseason. But we'll talk to Sip. Have they got a new quarterback? Some of the topics for Stephen M. when he joins us in 25 minutes. Then Lee Sterling is here from ParamountSports.com. Lee's got a handful of games that he will share his opinion with. That's coming up at 10 minutes before 11. Uh, we did Iowa yesterday. Promised we'd catch up on Iowa State today, and we will with Bill, Bill Seal from CycloneReport.com, a part of the Rivals Network. Bill Seal will join us to kick off hour number two. Uh, and then at the bottom of the hour... Uh, oh, Bill Bender from uh, the Sporting News. We'll take a look at college football and some of the marquee games coming up this weekend. Uh, in a weekend that there's certainly a boatload of them. Some day baseball today. Uh, Cubs have a big spot again tonight as they cling. And that's what they do. Uh, they're clinging right now is Justin Steele, who, man, he did not have it yesterday. Um yeah, didn't make it out of the, didn't get it out in the third inning. Anyways, fourth inning. Uh, we'll uh, we'll catch up on some baseball conversation. Hello, yeah. Trent Condon. How are you? Doing all right. That kind of an interesting decision with Steele last night, going on the shorter rest and skipping the start of Tyone. That sets it up where yeah, he pitches Friday. Tyone, I think, right? And well, the biggest thing is, is Steele getting ready for right. And they have him set up now for game one sixty two, mm-hmm. final game of the regular season. If they've if clinched at that they point, need. then they can yeah. start him in game one yep. of the wild card round so makes sense it does but last night Oof. didn't look like it made sense no it. it looks like he's it looks like a pitcher that's just gassed yeah i mean he's thrown by far uh, more innings than he ever has in his career he's been phenomenal i mean the all-star team maybe could have made the artemis should have started uh in the all-star game but that aside you know it was a fun game um it other than you know the the, the pirates coming out putting up that big second or third inning, whatever it was, and then the Cubbies fight back with Ian Happ hits a grand slam after Morrell crushes one uh, out onto Waveland Avenue. Big inning there. All you want your starter to come back, your new starter, and hold that lead, but mm-hmm. they couldn't. Nope. And that was the story of that game all night long, but... Um, at least, I guess the good news is you wake up this morning if you're a Cubs fan and you are still in the postseason. Barely. Barely. Up a half game on the Marlins. Uh, yeah, and the, and the Marlins lose uh, as well. But this uh, it's too. That's not too bad. We got enough going on. Uh, the American League West, though, if we paid more attention to it, this is three teams within a half a game of one another. Mm-hmm. Three teams. One of them is going to, I think, be on the outside looking in because I think the Blue Jays have kind of stamped themselves again um, that that's their spot. You know, they're going to take one of those two wild cards. And two, uh, two out of the three, the American League West are going to get in, and one's going to be out the, on the outside looking in. All the Jays have left is three at the race. Not easy by any means. Three with the Yankees at home. 
Yankees are playing out the string. And then three with the Rays again, and yeah. we'll see if the Rays have anything to play for at that point. Is currently It's what? They're two and a half? Two and a half out. Behind Baltimore? So Bal- once, this is what Baltimore finishes up with. What do they have? They have the Guardians for four on the road <sighs> starting tonight. Mm-hmm. Then they get two with the Nationals and four at home with the Red Sox. That's it? Pretty good schedule for the yeah. Uh The Nationals are playing better, but uh, but I agree with you. Yeah, ah, good for Baltimore. Mm-hmm. One of those stories. I don't think uh, Hyde's team's got enough pitching to, but we'll see. We'll you see. ready for that influx of cash to come in here in what eleven days after we get through the regular season yeah, with all your futures the settles? Yeah. yeah. Well, there'll be a couple of them. A lot of them went down in flames, but yes, the answer, the answer is yes, and then we'll see how we do as far as having the World Series surrounded. I have no Dodgers. If the Dodgers win, I don't have a saver ticket on. Oh, no. Not even a saver ticket. Yeah. I take a stand against one of the you know the favorites, and uh-huh. so, sometimes it works out. <laughs> a lot of times it doesn't work out. But if the Dodgers win, oh, there's gonna be, that's going to be brutal. Anyways. That is. Yeah. Uh, some breaking news coming in from the Swarm Collective. What the is the announcement? Iowa. Uh, as we know in the past, the Swarm Collective worked with football men's and women's basketball, mm-hmm. and that was it. No longer the case. Mm-hmm. Swarm Collective to offer NIL opportunities for all Hawkeye student-athletes. Field hockey team, <clears throat> wrestling team, mm-hmm. soccer team, mm-hmm. swimming, rowing. Everyone will get an opportunity now, and each of them will... And who's in charge of deciding who gets what? Well, it starts with the base, yeah, and then there's more opportunities. They also work on the side of the advertising side. Now, if there is a company out there that, that wants to right right you run one spend of those, their advertising dollars yeah. on somebody that you know holds a paddle yeah absolutely as opposed to a basketball or a football you know in those strip malls now they have those little uh swimming places and no. damn, you want to have a hawkeye swimmer yeah there's one over by jordan creek is there and it's in a strip mall and yeah there's a little pool in there and then you take there's swim a, lessons. there really is yeah. Yeah. in a strip mall mm-hmm. a pool yeah i had no idea places like that well let's see let's get our name out there okay. let's have a Cyclone or hot? Well, in this case, a Hawkeye. Yeah, athlete that'll be endorsing it. Okay, get well, a couple of grand and you go there that you way. Go. Look, it's it's wonderful. It really is. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to come at the expense of the two needle movers. Sure, right. That's make because they're the ones that pay the bills for crying out loud. Which is you know part of my angst, I guess, when it comes to how it's worked out for the We Will Collective and the fact that there's so much competition for that beer dollar. Speaking of that. Are we ever going to hear anything from Westo and the amount of money that they have donated to I, Iowa State's collective? It's a great question. I want to have Brent Bloom on next week. Um, I do because a I, I love his fight, <laughs> and I'm and I'm all for what they're doing. Um, look, if if we didn't have Iowa and Iowa State in our lives, where would be we right. be right? Mm-hmm. We'd be working somewhere else, mm-hmm. and that would be awful. Um, so I really want the athletes to be the biggest recipient of the money, like the way it's being handled over at the University of Iowa. Not the kids who get scholarships in Cleveland, Ohio. I'm sorry. Want to call me a dick? Fine. Um, That's the way I feel. And the other one, Clone Zone, goes to fund the athletic department who gets the $40 million check every year for the effort that the student-athletes put out there on the field and we watch or whatever it is. Um, so I want to throw Bloom a bone as often as we can. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, you know, to try and make it fair. But will to answer your question, will we ever know? 
I don't know. (laughs) I don't think so. Because we're over a month into this. Right. And we found out the Swarm beer from Exile came out in late June. Mm -hmm. And at the end of July, we got that figure. Mm Mm-hmm. Month in. Yep. And then we've gotten the monthly figures that have come out every single time. Mm-hmm. And they're big checks. Yes. Is it Is it a numbers game? You don't want to be... No, because I think clone fans drink like fish. They do. Uh, and so do Hawkeye fans. Yeah. I don't know if it's a competition and they're getting beat so badly, but again, you've got to take whatever their number is and realize they're getting a third of the pie. But have you seen... In the same level that I do see Ames Lager all over the place. No, I, well, I don't I don't look. see the other ones. Yeah, I don't leave, so that's my deal. Well, that's right, probably right? too, yeah. Um, <laughs> Forgot about that one. Right. I, I see I see. We Will in the Ames Lager on Twitter a lot. I've heard that the um, um, the Trice beer is really good. That's that's kind of my feedback on that one, mm-hmm. that it's that people really like it. Um, and, and full disclosure, I mean, Exile bought a package here, but you know what? I love the interviews. Yeah. I mean, if the hosts are into them, and mm-hmm. I think we are. Yep. Uh, because I like the story and how the story came to be. I think it's um, newsworthy. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I don't know if entertaining is the right word, but I don't think people are reaching for their dials, which is what the focus of this <laughs> of radio show should be. Right. Um, but I don't know if we'll get that number, Trent. Yeah. Because here's the thing. The uh, distribution... They kind of, this is me talking. I don't know this, if this is 100% true. It's, doesn't it seem like to you that, all right, we've got, we're not 100% ready. We're, we're at 60% capacity, mm-hmm. but let's get that out there. Yeah. And then it became a scavenger hunt, remember? It did. <laughs> to try and find Ames Lager. And people were going all over the city trying to find it in advance of the UNI game because they wanted that at their tailgates. Um, so maybe October 1st, you get a number when they've had a full month. Um, of, you know, being available in as many uh, locations throughout the state as possible. I know they've branched into a um, a, a coffee. Uh, I don't drink cold coffee, but uh, the We Will has done that, and I think it's going pretty well. I was at Hy-Vee over the weekend. I walked in, and there's a massive display for the cold brew. So, And they can ship that all over the country because it's not an alcohol situation. So they're going to try and cash in some some money there. Um, I hope it succeeds. I'm rooting for Brent, Brent Bloom in a big, big way because if he succeeds, then you know the collective is doing what it's supposed to do. The release date for Eames Lager was Thursday, August 24th. So, so it's not been quite right. a month. So I would like to see from – well, there's only one home game in October. Oh, really? I think that's the case. Yeah. Let me, I'm pretty sure. Let me look at Phil Steele. There's one home game in October. Is that true? Iowa State. Uh, home to TCU on the 7th of October. Uh-huh. 14th, they're at Cincy. 21, they don't play. 28, they're at uh-huh. Baylor. Home on the 4th to Kansas for homecoming and then the Texas game. So that's too bad because mm-hmm. um, if, you, if, you, if there's a tailgate opportunity, you're probably... I don't know. I don't know the answer, but uh, we'll we'll see if they do or not. But we'll reach out to Brent Bloom next week and give him an opportunity to come in. A, we both like him. <laughs> He's a good dude. Sometimes. Uh, yeah, I've always liked Bloom. Brent Bloom made a really good career decision back in 2006. Brent Bloom was asked to be our producer on Saturday mornings. Oh, okay. And probably did two or three weeks of the M&M show. 
and decided, you know what, this might not be best for my career. No, really. <laughs> and decided to go in a different direction uh-huh. and just got fully invested at Iowa State in uh-huh. Cyclone Topics, which was a good move for him. Yeah. Um, but he's a, he's a good dude, and I'm rooting for him, and I, and I hope it succeeds. I truly do. And maybe I'm hard on the other ones, um, but I'm if I could only support one, it would be the one that benefits the student-athletes because they have benefited me for 28 years. And I'm going to guess that a majority of people think the exact same I hope same so. Way. I yeah. really do. I hope so. And if you like the other one, more power to you. Mm-hmm. But, Rakili, you put a six-pack of We Will in your cart, right? And just to have that, or the uh, Ames Lager, rather, in your cart, just to have it, whatever. I don't know. Anyways, uh, your twins yesterday, did they clinch or where are they at? Uh, the magic number is one now. Is it is that down to one? It's down to one. So what a performance from Green, though. I had it on just a couple of different times. He had 14 strikeouts. Really? Yesterday. 14 strikeouts. He did? Yeah. His numbers, Hunter Green. Yeah. Pretty ridiculous. I had no idea he had that kind of strikeout propensity he uh let's see on the year he has thrown 104 innings and yeah. where's uh, 143 strikeouts and 104 wow. innings so far this season mm-hmm. and he's been really good uh mm-hmm. since he's come back he had what about a month off i think it was end of july he went on the il came back at the end of august and after that first start this is what he's done <laughs> Six and a third, yeah. no earned runs. Six, no earned runs. Five and two thirds, gave up three against the Mets. And then yesterday against the Twins, seven innings pitch, Jesus. 14 strikeouts. Strikeout totals in those games, 14, six, nine, and six. Hmm. They're a year away, though, right? They are. A year too soon, maybe, uh, Cincinnati. But still hanging around. They are. They're still hanging in there. That's what this wild card is all about, right? We're mm-hmm. about to embark on the final week of the regular season, and there's still a handful of cities uh, that they're rooting for the home squad. Do they have the feel of last year's Orioles? Yes. And yep. you know who I think has the feel, starting to have the feel of this year's Reds for next year? Hmm. All right, so young team that's coming on that wasn't very, that's not good this year, uh-uh. but is going to do it next season. The Nationals. Yes. Yeah. 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 Don't they? I can buy that. I think yeah. they do. I think they look like a team that's uh, about to, uh, to take off again. NFL Week 3 starts tonight. So, it's a big number. It's huge. It's a big, big number. Um, I and the th- betting public is all over the Niners. You know what? And, and I'm kind of Joe Public when it comes to these things. I think if I had to, Trent, I think I would probably lay the points. You, I think I would. You'd lay them. Yes, you I would. Yeah, I'm not taking the giant. No, no, I don't want the points. I, I think I would. Um, um, I think I would lay the points after being down a combined. What was the number? Fifty-eight to nothing. It was crazy. Whatever yeah. it was. For the first six quarters, they didn't right. score, and to come back uh-huh. on the road, mm-hmm. plenty of Giants fans in the building. Sure, there were. That's a good environment. Yeah, and it's still one of, you know, there's only 32 professional <laughs> right. football teams. Yeah, they they are still getting checks. Yeah, they are. They're still getting paid. Uh-huh. They're still professionals over there. James Conner, still good running back. Yep. Now they still got Zach Ertz on that team. They still got Hollywood Brown. They're still dudes. Mm-hmm. And to come back, I would be the other way. And again, I don't have a strong play. I have no play. I have no feeling on this game. If I did, though, I'd be the other way. And that's yeah. kind of how we yeah. both look at this. Absolutely. You're more of a favorite player. I'm more of an mm-hmm. underdog player. And I it's want worked to watch, out swimming well for you yeah, this year. So far. So far. Um, look, the reason to watch tonight is Brock Purdy. Yes. It's George Kittle. Mm-hmm. It's the local It's the local ties to this game tonight. I want to see if Purdy can keep doing Brock Purdy's never lost a game in the regular season as a starting quarterback. That's nuts. Brock Purdy! And yesterday, we have Capion. And we talked a little bit about Justin Fields' comments. Mm-hmm. And okay. 
And Trent, then, Trent, that was the that was the maybe the um, the smoothest sailing part of the day over at Hallis Hall. That alone is a headline. That alone, uh-huh. as it was last night, is worth a five minute Sports Center segment. Yeah, that's a big deal. Right, a starting quarterback calling out his coaching staff mm-hmm. after week two. After week two. And he walked back the comments, so uh-huh. then you have that angle to it. Right. So you have both parts of this. Mm-hmm. What, 20 minutes later, he comes back. We went met, we, he met with uh, uh, Getze, apparently uh-huh. sought him out, wanted to meet with him, talk to him, say, this is what I meant. So he tried to nip that in the bud. But that wasn't the big headline of the day. No, absolutely not. It's their former defensive uh-huh. coordinator resigning. Yes. And the, some of the rumors that went along with it, and I have no idea what's true. Right. There was talk of oh, FBI raids. Yes. There was talk At of, his home at Hallis Hall. Peanut Tillman is who's now, an FBI agent. Is now an FBI agent. Yeah. That is now his career. And that he was tipping off the people at Hallis Hall. There was so much misinformation. It was out there. unbelievable. It was nuts. I had to flip on six seventy the score while I was getting dinner ready last night. I, I was just I couldn't I couldn't keep up on Twitter mm-hmm. of what was going on, and they kicked off the 5 o'clock hour with their Embedded Bears reporter yep. for the score. It was a really good listen because, and people that have been on radio in Chicago for decades, never seen anything like this. This day. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I almost reached out to Cappy today to see if we could get him again yeah. for a few minutes, but... Um, um, we're just, we just got so much going on. Claxons is at the end of our show, et cetera. I wanted to, because um, I don't know what to believe. If there would have been an FBI presence there, mm-hmm. somebody would have seen it. Right, right. Because those Bears reporters are there, are there all throughout the day. Right, it's not like they're camping out trying to get a scoop. That's right. where they work yes. during the season. Yes. And you would have seen, because don't they come in and, and... I've never been raided. <laughs> Thank goodness. Right? Um, but And maybe this is just a TV thing that I'm going, but don't they usually have like a yellow jacket with FBI on the back or a badge around their neck that says, you know, something that identifies them as, you know, being part of the authorities? Uh, Same thing I should say for sure. I don't know for sure. Right. But yes. Right. You believe it's not just a guy that comes in buttoned up that's got a pullover on. Yeah, that you wouldn't know him. They just look like everybody, you know, sales guy making a a sales call at Alice Hall. There would be a presence that He's there to fix the Xerox machine or whatever. And they don't usually work solo. It would no. probably be multiple Dozens, agents. yeah. Something would be up. Mm-hmm. You would figure it out very quickly. And that didn't happen. There the is best nobody of my that knowledge. reported that. Right. There are people that weren't there that do you know, podcasts and radio shows and things like that that had that information. I think one of them was Shy Sports Talk that yes, reported that. Yes, I, I clicked on his, and he's a young guy, Trent. Yeah. If he's wrong about what he reported yesterday, yeah. uh, A, his, um, yeah, he's going down in flames. Mm-hmm. And he said afterwards that he stood by his reporting. Mm-hmm. But regardless of that, it, nobody else, there's no Brad Briggs that has said something no, like that that's been no, on the beat for, for 30 forever. years. Right. Yeah. There's nobody like mm-hmm. that. Uh, what, what's it, Patrick Finley? Guys like that. Mm-hmm. We have not seen those people say that. At the very least, though, it's a crazy situation. So the defensive coordinator resigns. The Bears put out a very terse, shortly worded press release. That does not say anything about wishing him the best. The guy says he resigns Mm -hmm. to take care of his health and his His family. family, Right. And the Bears release says nothing. Didn't really wrap their arms around him, give him a hug, and say, We're with you. So that leads to more wild speculation. True. What a crappy organization. Mm -hmm. This thing, burn it down. Well, Heather quit this morning. I mean, not here. Quit the Bears. Oh, really? (laughs) She quit. She's out. 
So she's a Niner fan, right? Well, that was seemingly yeah. the direction she's Imagine going that, to go. Yeah. Right? You can't do that. Yeah, you can't. I, I tried to do you. that when I was first on the air 20 years ago. Who who are you giving up? The Bears? The Bears, yeah. Same and thing. you were going to take that was 20 who? years ago, and I still watch this stupid organization with the idiot ownership group, yeah. with the moron sons that yeah. are trying to run things, a bunch of idiots. They bring in Kevin Warren mm-hmm. after the crappy job he did for the most part in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. This thing is absolutely... I asked Cappy yesterday, is this one of the worst run organizations? Oh, he wouldn't go there. No, it is. This is a terrible terrible sports organization and it has been for four decades now Mm -hmm. they're poorly run it's year after year it's a stupid garbage it continues they are unwatchable in a big market in a huge market in you can argue the biggest football market football only market in the country and they haven't been relevant in almost 40 years Mm -hmm. it's unthinkable how inept this organization yep. is. I try to do the same thing, but you can't. You, you just, can't you stop can't rooting for your team. No, you can't. No, you can't do that. Every Sunday, I swallow hard and root for Russell Wilson, and I hate the guy. Right, but you've but also seen Super Bowl. I have, but I'm not going to. My point is, I'm not just you know. No, you just can't don't do that. I, But for hell, I went for the Winnipeg Jets. What's their high water mark? When they moved for eleven years, didn't they have a run in the playoffs? One year. One year. Yeah. yeah One year. year. They made the playoffs. The bells ring out and the banners fly. Uh, yeah, you can't quit. But back to your point. Um, it's just, I wonder how close Cappy, I wonder if he knew the rumors when we spoke with him yesterday. No, oh, I'm, mm, I don't know. There was something going on with Williams. He wasn't there last week. Right. And the rumor was that his house was raided first after week one. Correct. And that's what led to this. Ah. Maybe. I, I would guess that he'd heard mm-hmm. something at that point. But Boy, but if you're going to go forward with a story like that, you better yeah. damn well be right. Absolutely. It better damn well be right. It's, it's one thing to correctly, uh, incorrectly predict a game or mm-hmm. whatever, right? whatever yeah. your, your blunder is. But when you do something like that, I, that, that might be some legal issues, mm-hmm. right? I think this is more than just we demand an apology, uh, demand an apology and a check. If that went public and that dude went public the way he did, he stands by it. We'll see if he uh, ends up on the right side of this. Stephen M. Sipple is going to join us next. Does Nebraska have a new quarterback? Did you see Heinrich Harburg last week? I didn't. I didn't even watch the BTN in 60. And I I wanted to watch a little of it with Rocky Lombardi playing on the other side Mm -hmm. for NIU. Rocky Lombardi was running for his life in that game. Well, they're so inept offensively. and, And Rocky, God bless him. He's just not a very good quarterback, and we've seen that for six years. He's a tough now. kid, though. Yes, he is. He's a tough kid, and he's had he's he's milked every single ounce out of his college career. Do you think he should have maybe taken that Iowa offer to say we're going to make you a defensive lineman? Looking yeah. back, um, yes, yeah, yeah, I do. Because where did it start? Michigan State, mm-hmm. and then Northern Illinois was their stop between years. I don't think there was nope. right, um, but he's been there been there a long time, and good for him. We'll take a timeout. Sipple next. Lee Sterling's got a handful of games. We will opine on those coming up here about 10 minutes before 11, or he will. We'll listen to him, uh, what he has to say. Underway on a Thursday, it's Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station, 106. 106- 1, It's time for Sip. <laughs> Stephen M. Sipple talks with myself and Ken on Nebraska football. I mean, I have a radio show. We have callers. I pay attention to my Twitter notifications and all that. There's definitely some frustration. We talk Cornhuskers, and you never know what else is going to come up. With 30 years on the Nebraska beat, here's Stephen M. Sipple. As long as they're paying me to talk, I'm just going to keep doing it. 
All right, let's get to him. Stephen M. Sipple on 3 Media. Of course, got a radio show over in Lincoln, morning show. Just moved into some new digs in downtown Lincoln by the looks of things as well. Uh, and uh, Sip joins us. Sip, Trent and Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you? Uh, I'd say good. How are you guys doing? Doing pretty well. Uh, nice for the Huskers to put one in the win column last week uh, over uh, Northern Illinois. And I guess, Sip, I watched most of the game. I, I came away relatively impressed with uh, with Harburg, Heinrich Harburg, um, obviously a German name. I, I see he grew up in Nebraska. Um, he's a big kid, and he's... Um, he likes to punish who's ever trying to get him on the ground. I like that part about him. Is he the guy going forward, Sip? I like your old school bent. Um, I I don't know. <laughs> Nobody does. Because Matt Rule, said, the head coach, said on Monday that he's not going to be a public announcement about what's going to happen at quarterback. Heinrich, of course, was playing because Jeff Sims the original starter hurt his ankle against Colorado. Sims is back to practicing, albeit he was limited a little bit earlier in the week, not moving around in the pocket like Rule wanted. So I, that's where we're at. Today's Thursday. Rule talked to the media. I don't. I was driving. Um, I'm driving to another town, so I don't know exactly. I don't. He wasn't going to announce anything. Um, I mean, he wasn't going to announce the start. Let's put it that way. So that's where we're at. They, uh, it's a, it's fascinating. Well, I guess fascinating might be a little strong, but it's people are wondering what's going to happen. Running back room has been hit hard by injuries, and that's something obviously Matt Rule's teams rely on that running game. How impactful is that for this year? Hugely impactful. If you just want to frame it up in the, this way. I mean, Rule has done a good job, in my opinion, as a leader of, of really laying out to everybody, including the public, how they want to go about winning games, which is that's underrated, in my opinion, for a head, for a head coach and a leader. He's, and I think it's important. I've dealt with head coaches that just almost they don't really want to do that for whatever reason. But he has said... You know, we want to throw body blows on offense. You know, we want to we want to hammer teams on the ground. And then when we then we get to the then we when we get to the fourth quarter, um, we think we'll have an advantage. You know, with our you know with a defense that's strong and can get the ball back to us, and all that. Uh, plus, you know, be strong on special teams. So he has laid it out. Now the question is, can they still do that? after they just lost their top two running backs. I mean, and one of them was a pure hammer. I mean, it, Irvin. Yeah, gave a thank you. Yeah, yeah. But six foot, 225, and that's what he was all about. That's why he was. That's why he became so prominent. Not the starter last game, by the way, but, you know, he was they, they kind of split times with Ramir Johnson, who's not a hammer, but was a hard runner. 110185 but a veteran player who was good in pass protection and ran a car. Yeah, uh it's tough to overcome. I guess uh from a uh, from an Iowa perspective, um 
Fedoni, the tight end, that he was back and forth. Iowa thought maybe they had a chance. Nebraska was favored to get him. Got him, kid from Council Bluffs. Uh, injuries have prevented him from from really uh, launching his career, quite honestly, Sip. But maybe last week was a starting point. Is that fair to say when it comes to him? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he had he had caught a touchdown pass against Colorado, but this was his first. Oh, I mean, he caught four passes the other night against Northern Illinois. Uh, Thomas Fedoni is a huge factor in this equation. Huge. If he's, you know, he was the number one rated tight end yeah. in his recruiting class. Number one rated nationally at his, you know, now I think that was 2021, whatever it was. Yeah, he's, and he is, he, he's had back-to-back major knee injuries so, obviously, it set him back. He missed almost two full seasons. He played one game in two seasons, or two games in two seasons. He did look he, – he still looks a – oh, Kenny, we can do a racehorse thing here. <laughs> so he's still kind of a bad walker. Okay, you know? yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you saw him in the paddock sometimes, and the forces that you'd be like, ah, oh, pass. not walk. Right. not right there. Yeah. Um, and you can – there's some guys – some players you could look at where you look at them, and his gait's not perfect, but it's, co- it's coming back, and it's exciting because he's a you saw him, he's a big, bruising mm-hmm. linebacker that can get downfield. So we'll see what happens with that. La Tech this week, and well, Nebraska is still not at a point where they can overlook anybody, but Hank Bachmeyer, their quarterback, is out or has been questionable. Willis, their best running back, also banged up at this point in time. Feels like another chance to start to get right here. What can you tell us about the Texters? Well, they're going to throw it around. I mean, they, they do things. I, I say that. It's sunny, comfy, okay? Yeah. Which there's going to be some air raid. He's, he's uh, in that Mike Leach tree. Played for Leach. Um, so there's going to be that element of it. But they do run it. They do run it a little bit. So And they got a kid named Smoke Harris. Who, who has, uh, oh, God, I think he has 287 receptions at the FBS level, which is a big number. Um, and he's a, he's a return man. you got to watch it with him. Yeah, Trent, you're right. It's kind of funny. I Nebraska, we've been saying this for years now, but Nebraska can't overlook anybody. So I, I feel like the fan base is doing it a little bit. Not, not much buzz about this game at all. It's mm-hmm. Michigan next week. Yeah, right. So it's a little. I think it's a. I am not going to say trap game though, because Nebraska is a trap opponent now. They're not a trap. <laughs> it's true. They don't have. Yeah. Shouldn't have trap games. I mean, that's really. It's a. It's a borderline. Just a ridiculous conversation. Um, but I do think certain element of the fan base is not taking it seriously, which is fine as long as the guys are, and I. I hope they do. But, yeah, I, it shouldn't pose a big problem. They have allowed – they tech, Louisiana Tech has allowed 450 yards plus in every game this year. Oof. They're 2-2. Two and two. You should be able to move it. And Nebraska is probably where you're going next with this conversation is the defense. Nebraska's got a good defense. Mm-hmm. I, I'll say good, and I feel, I'll feel comfortable about saying good. Let's see how good it can get. But it's a good defense. They'll have to be really good next week when they host Michigan, but we'll get to that in a second. Sip, your, just your thoughts 
Uh, on the Big Ten West, I mean, I know that um, you know for for in I for a lot of teams' uh, perspective, they're playing their first game in Big Ten play. I don't think uh, I know whiskey hasn't, Purdue hasn't, uh, certainly Iowa hasn't. Uh, the Big Ten West, Sip. What do you know uh, since the last time we spoke? Where are you on the West? Well, it looked to be terrible. I mean, it, it, <laughs> it's true. Context, yep. yeah. The rest of the Big Ten is for sure. It's terrible. And in the context of history, it's they're just not very. It's not very good. I watched. I, I haven't seen Iowa now. I it's not like I don't follow Iowa. Iowa's not a foreign concept to me, but I haven't seen them this year. I have seen Wisconsin, and that's the pick. Many people's pick to win the West, and they are average. Mm-hmm. They don't have the kind of offensive line that I you would think. Um, they did kind of get it going on the ground against Georgia. They got it going on the ground against Georgia Southern last week. They look good. I mean, they look good in the second half. And I thought maybe watching that game, Wisconsin started to turn the corner. But I, I don't know. The, the guy I work with, one of the guys I work with, Bill Bush, who was um, oh, he was he was a defensive coordinator in Nebraska for the last eight games last year and has been a college coach for 30-plus years, he, he is. He said something that really struck me. He watched – he's out of a job, so he watches a lot of games. And he watched Washington State and Wisconsin and said, Washington, came out of that thinking Washington State would win the West, would win the Big Ten, would win the Big Ten. Hmm. You know, but yeah. Think about that yeah. for a second. Right. Now, Washington State, I think, pretty. They are. I agree. Still, come on. What are yeah. we talking about here? So that's it's not a very, it's not, it's just not a very good division, and Nebraska should benefit from that. Yeah, they got a Cam Ward's hell of a player at quarterback over there. Um, they're pretty good. Bad yeah. division. Plenty of winnable games. Yep. Bowl eligibility is that still a realistic goal now after seeing this team three weeks in? Well, yeah, it is, but it's tightrope. I mean, you got to yeah. friend. I'm glad you raised the question because they got to win this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nebraska's got to win this game. Yep. I mean, so there's no, there's not really a huge margin for error, and you better win the games that very few games that you would say you're a substantial favorite. Because I don't know if there'll be another one. Northwestern, I suppose. Yeah. Them and maybe Michigan State with those. I mean, mm-hmm. they're, that program's a bit. You, uh, you, the, Home you for go. Purdue. Oh, yeah. Okay. You go to East Lansing, right? The game's away from Michigan State, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, I'll go to. Yeah. No, oh, yeah, I go to all the games. No, no, no. I'm just trying, just trying to figure their path if the game was at home or not, if it was more winnable to beat Sparty. Nebraska goes to East Lansing. Yeah, yeah, that's what I figured. Simple. we'll talk to you next week in advance of Michigan. Uh, should be, uh, well, be fun uh, conversation. Um, interested right. to see how the quarterback thing shakes out. Thank you, Stephen. I appreciate it. All right, thank you, guys. Yep, good to talk to you. Stephen M. Simple, as we talk uh, Nebraska's uh, Cornhuskers this time uh, every single Thursday. So they got to find five more wins, mm-hmm. and this one should be one yeah, for you, them, you right? Chuck, this is an automatic, yeah. Um, at Illinois? I mean, mm-hmm. I'm just going with, all right, Michigan, no. Right. Uh, at Illinois? I would still say no. I agree. Home to Northwestern? Absolutely. There's home three. to Purdue? Toss up. How about they get one of the next two between Purdue at home and at Michigan State? So that's four. That's four. They have three left to win two. Home to Maryland. I would take Maryland. At Wisconsin. 
Mm, Wisconsin. All right, so then the the game against Iowa is meaningless on Black Friday in your scenario. Could be. They'll still be playing for something. The updated odds to win the crappy Big Ten West is available right now at Bet Rivers. Iowa is now your betting favorite. Minus 150. Deservedly so. Yes. Deservedly so. We said all summer long they should be the betting favorite. Mm -hmm. And Wisconsin was. The Badgers' second choice of plus 250. Tied for third best odds. The Gophers and the Huskers. The Huskers aren't. Both at 10 to 1. Illinois, 15 to 1. Purdue, 20 to 1. And then your long shot, the Wildcats at 40 to 1. Uh, and that's where they probably not a big enough price to get entice anybody to take Northwestern. Style of play with those prices. Mm-hmm. I would take Illinois. You would still. I still would. I think Altmaier is going to get killed before. I don't think he'll finish the season. He has taken some incredible shots. He was terrible, too. He was. He'll get better. I'm a believer in Bielema. Mm-hmm. At those prices, not going to lay a minus 150 with Iowa. Nope. Wisconsin plus 250, nope. not good of enough price. Nope. Nebraska, No. Trent, I think we're going to, the game we're seeing on Saturday night, we're going to see again on the first Saturday in December. I'm with you. I got that ticket in my back pocket. Speaking of that ticket, you can buy tickets to Indianapolis to the on sale tomorrow, the Big Ten Championship ticket. So are you going to pull the trigger? Uh, No, I'm just going to wait for all my Big Ten West uh, futures to come in for Iowa and Ah, pay for my tickets that way. Then it won't matter how much it costs to get in. But you you can choose. You get pretty good seats if you buy today, wouldn't you? Or tomorrow when they open. And then have to sell them to Illinois fans. They're not going to travel, are they? Yeah, maybe they would. Hard to say. Yeah. Uh, no Hawkeye fans will, and I believe they'll have that opportunity to do so. It's 11.45. Lee Sterling will join us next. ParamountSports.com will take a look at uh, some of the bigger games on the docket. Lee Sterling's got those. Cyclone Conversation starts hour number two with Bill Seals from CycloneReport.com. Uh, Bill Bender from the Sporting News on some of the bigger games in the, N- in the NFL, in college football this weekend. Claxon's uh, barbecue giveaway before we get out of here at one. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106 points. On your side. Condon, welcome back to Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Time to get Lee Sterling in here, ParamountSports.com. Big, big, busy, busy weekend college football-wise. NFL slate, not as good as it was last week, but boy, college more than makes up for that bad boy. Lee, Trenton, Ken in Des Moines, thanks for coming on. How are you, Lee Sterling? I'm good. I'm real good, yeah. Uh, looks like to be a great slate of games in college football. This is what it should be. I mean, every team should minimum have to play another Power 5 team yes. that... Uh, you know, the fans get excited about it. No, like Michigan's schedule, no one's excited to see them play a couple of Mac schools. Couldn't agree more. Uh, and Yeah, I agree 100%. Yep. It's, I mean, I have no idea if Michigan's – I think Michigan's good, but who have they beaten? Wait a minute. They got a two-game schedule, possibly. Precisely. Penn yeah. State and Ohio State, that's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, those are going to be those are going to be worth the price of admission, though. <laughs> that's for mm-hmm. sure. All right, Trent, you ready to go? Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports. Trent, you want to start? Now, let me go first. Nebraska. Uh, twenty point favorite, just under that three touchdown number. Lee, your thoughts on Nebraska, Louisiana Tech? Well, you don't turn the ball over. They're going to win a lot of games and cover some too. So, uh, they switched uh, Harburg at quarterback. I thought went well. The I did sophomore, too. Yeah, I mean, just don't turn the ball over. Right. I mean, just make the simple throws and 
Louisiana Tech's defense is bad. They've already allowed 72 points in their two games against uh, SBS opponents. And Hank Bachmeyer, everyone remembers him that one game when he was with Boise State and they beat Florida State. Mm. He's a game manager. He does not throw the ball deep. They throw more bubble screens to, how about this name here, best receiver named Smoke Harris. Throw about five a game to him. It's not going to be enough. I like Nebraska. They'll ground and pound here. 31-7. 31-7. Going with the Huskers. Let's go in state. Who, can I stop for a second? Who was, uh, did, who was the kid from Kentucky? Kentucky had a smoke They kid. did have a was smoke Was it Smoke Cavassier or something like yeah. that? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, he was a running back. Running back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your anyway. next puppy. You can call him Smoke. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> Got another name for you. <laughs> Iowa State, they are at home, and after that performance last week, a three-and-a-half-point favorite against Oklahoma State has their own set of issues down in Oof. Stillwater. They do, and uh, when you have three quarterbacks, as they say, you usually have none here. Iowa State, I think Rocco's coming on. I I thought in the fourth quarter, I think you're going to see this kid grow here. They don't have the incredible weapons here at his disposal, but does Oklahoma State have a running back or a receiver that you fear? I mean, this is probably the least talented Oklahoma State team I've seen in 20, 25 years. I think Iowa State's the right side here. I think they win in cover here. 27-14. 27-14. All right, we talked about Michigan. They finally got a Big Ten foe. Yes, I know it's Rutgers, but Shiano's got this team on a roll. Michigan, big, yep. big number. Got to lay 26 if you like the Wolverines. I just can't do it. I mean, when you got a team that can't score, you're gonna, you're gonna, are you going to back them here? I mean, <laughs> I mean, Iowa, that score late was, was crazy. But this Michigan team, 3-0, and but 0-3 against the spread here, against lower-level competition. Rutgers is 3-0 and against better competition here. Uh, I, I just think that this Rutgers team's not going to beat you here, uh, and beat themselves. There are nine penalties. That's it in three games. Two years ago, Rutgers in the fourth game of the year only lost twenty to thirteen, and that year they were five and eight on the year. So, how good is Greg Schiano as a road dog? Eight three and one in his second term here at Rutgers, and I think the Rutgers defense is good enough to keep it close here. Michigan twenty eight thirteen. 28-13, right around that number, but Rutgers getting the cover. All right, let's go to a monster one on Saturday night. Two teams that have their eyes set on the college football playoff. Notre Dame under the Golden Dome as they welcome in the Buckeyes. Just, what, the seventh time over the last almost 100 years that these two teams have faced off. Jeez. Yeah, it should be more. And uh, first real test for both teams. How much of an injection has Sam Hartman mm. into this offense? So, Last year, their quarterbacks, after three games, three touchdowns, three interceptions. This year, 15 touchdowns, no interceptions. Ohio State, last year, C.J. Stroud, 12 touchdowns, no interceptions after three games. This year, 7-2. and two. So uh, this, this offense looked good last week, did Ohio State, but they were playing Western Kentucky. Uh, home field advantage is big for Notre Dame here, and Ohio State just 1-7. Against the spread as a road favorite. The wrong team is favorite, guys. Whoa. Notre Dame outright 28-24. All right. Well, the uh, a lot of eyeballs on this one. White out. A lot of people there. 100,000 north of 100,000 watching Penn State. They're better than a two-touchdown favorite. They take on the 3-0 and Hawkeyes. So Penn State statistically looks like the play. They've scored 30-plus points, 10 straight games. But if you dig below the surface, you see that nine of the ten opponents that they beat were not good. In fact, even Utah, the one team that has a good record and you know went to the Rose Bowl, 
they faced them in the second half. They didn't have to face Cam Rising here. And the backup literally handed the Nittany Lions defense the ball time and time again. The Mountaineers came up with a great blueprint, uh, run the football, but uh, just, just couldn't complete it against Penn State because they didn't have a quarterback or a defense, which Iowa does, and also great special teams to boot. Um, I think Penn State is good, but, I mean, their passing game, they had 17 incompletions last week, and only 16 completions. They were aided by five turnovers here, unless Iowa just hands them the ball time and time again here. I love the Hawkeyes as a dog. How good are they on the road here? 22-9 and nine against the spread when hitting the road here. Penn State escapes here, 24-20. Penn mm, State. All of a game. And Iowa yep. down to the wire as it normally yep. is. Your free play of the week over at Paramount Sports, Lee. Kansas against BYU. Nine and a half is the number. People that want to get involved this week, where do they go? Just uh, call us right now. First 10 callers get Kansas and BYU on me. Uh, call 800-400-9741. And we've got specials. You wanted the Baker's Dozen again. Uh, that one last week, $97 for 13 games. Saturday and Sunday, two weeks, $127. For the entire year, reduced to $997 for the Super Bowl. You want to hop on board? Just one place, ParamountSports.com. Lee, we'll talk with you next week. Thank you, Lee Sterling. Thanks, guys. Yep, appreciate you coming on. Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com with his play. So he thinks Iowa State wins, Mm -hmm. thinks the Hawks cover, keeps it snug, 24-20. Is that a score that um, you can envision? I can, I can, too. Yeah. Yeah, I can, too. I think Iowa... Yeah, if it's that 24 number for Penn State, I don't think they can get past it mm-hmm. without a special team score, mm-hmm. without a defensive score, or yep. something like that. I think if Iowa wins this game, it's got to be 17, 14, 13, yeah. something like that. 19, 17. You got to get a weird score in there, right? Okay. That's, <laughs> that's usually how I was able yeah. to upend a team like Penn State. Maybe a safety, yeah. maybe a two point conversion. Seen that before. Whatever it is. It's going to be a fun one. I I'm wholeheartedly agree with you. Now, the weather. It could be really brutal in Ames on Saturday. Have you seen? There has been chances of showers. I saw a 40% chance in the evening in State College. That was yesterday. So we're getting closer and closer. Rain game worked out last time for a whiteout. Boy, did it ever. Unbelievable. Hour two next. We'll talk to Bill Seals. Covers Iowa State. He joined us first. Bill Bender covers college football for the Sporting News. Claxon's Barbecue Giveaway. Busy second hour. Miller and Condon. 106.3 KXNO.